You're listening to the Abiding Word Podcast, and I'm Pastor Sam Johnson from Abiding Word Lutheran Church in Bowling Green, Ohio. We're a confessional Lutheran church, part of the Evangelical Lutheran Synod. Join us every week and learn about the mysteries of God as revealed to us in His Holy Word, the Bible. Our sermon text is written in Matthew chapter 5, beginning with the 13th verse. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt has lost its flavor, how will it become salty again? Then it is no good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled on by people. You are the light of the world. A city located on a hill cannot be hidden. People do not light a lamp and put it under a basket. No. They put it on a stand, and it gives light to all who are in the house. In the same way, let your light shine in people's presence, so that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. Amen, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not even the smallest letter or even part of a letter, will in any way pass away from the law until everything is fulfilled. So whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Indeed, I tell you, that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the experts in the law, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. And we pray. These are your words, Holy Father. Sanctify us by the truth. Your word is truth. Amen. It can make us feel uncomfortable as Lutherans to talk about good works. And in part, it's for a good reason. We know that we're saved by faith in Jesus. God the Father has declared us righteous on account of Jesus' holy life, death, and resurrection. That's justification, the central teaching of the Bible. We're not saved by anything we do. The beautiful teaching of the gospel is always our focus. However, our sermon text today has a lot to say about good works. God wants us to know that our works are very important to him. We are not to be indifferent towards doing good. And even though we can't be perfect, Christ fulfilled what we could not. It is only through faith in him that we bring glory to God the Father. When thinking about good works, it's easy for us to say to ourselves, we're saved because of Jesus, so why does it matter what we do? I can sin as much as I want. This is the idea behind a false teaching called antinomianism. It means against the law. Pushed to an extreme, this false teaching claims that since Jesus paid for all our sins, we can live a lifestyle that embraces sin. But following the law, or the Ten Commandments, isn't optional. Jesus says, Amen, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not even the smallest letter 
or even part of a letter will in any way pass away from the law until everything is fulfilled. God's written law is necessary as long as the world remains. The law is not only for Old Testament believers, but also for Christians in the New Testament, including you and me. The law is very good. It is God's holy will. It demands what is pleasing to God and is also good for us. It also condemns everything that is harmful, evil, and wicked. God's law doesn't become obsolete after you become a Christian. Whether or not we are obeying the commandments matters tremendously to God. Jesus says, Whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Those who reject just one of God's commandments and encourages others to do it are condemned. They are like salt that has lost its saltiness. The only use is to throw it out and get trampled underfoot. Sin destroys faith, and those who purposefully embrace sin are no longer Christians. Jesus then explains that those who keep God's commandments and teach others are great in the kingdom of heaven. They receive a reward. At this point, it's easy to start thinking, okay, so I'll imitate someone who's really pious. Maybe I'll even become a monk or a nun. Or I'll be really nice to my neighbors and people at church. But the problem with thinking this way is that outward actions cannot change the heart. To reveal our inability to keep the commandments perfectly, Jesus refers to the Pharisees and experts in the law. He says, Indeed, I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and the experts in the law, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. In New Testament times, the people who appeared to be the most holy to the Jews were the Pharisees. The Pharisees had an additional 613 rules that they kept, along with the commandments. But it was all just an act. Their rules were made up. The outward actions of the Pharisees didn't change their hearts. Their hearts were far from God. They were selfish. They were blind to their own sin. Jesus is explaining that we need to be even better than the best of the best. There's no way to do that. It's impossible. If anyone could have done it, it was the Pharisees. But they failed, miserably. And so, the point is that there's no way that we can keep the law in every respect. Left to ourselves, it's clear that we're in a bad situation. Jesus wants us to know that if we reject his law, we receive condemnation. And if we try our hardest to follow the law, we also receive condemnation. It's a lose-lose situation. There's no way to win. That's why Jesus says, Do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy them, but to fulfill them. Because of our sin... We can't keep the law. 
we need God's help. Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, assumed a perfect human nature. He entered this world to take our place. As God and man in one person, he obeyed the commandments without fault. He fulfilled all the prophecies about himself, down to the tiniest detail. As the blameless Son of God, his works are holy and acceptable to his Father in heaven. He glorified the Father in all that he did. Jesus then died on the cross. It was there that your failure to live a life of good works became his. He received your condemnation. The blood that your loving Savior shed on the cross is for you. Through faith in him, created through God's word and sacrament, you are forgiven. You now have a new man in Christ. God the Father now sees you as if you had fulfilled every single part of the law. Jesus is the one who enables you to produce good works. Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him is the one who bears much fruit, because without me you can do nothing. Faith in Jesus produces good works. Just as a branch attached to a vine can't help but produce fruit, in a similar way, faith in Jesus can't help but produce good works. And as we live out our lives of faith, we bring glory to the Father. When children faithfully obey their parents with a cheerful heart, they bring honor to their parents. In a similar way, when we obey our Father in heaven, we bring honor to him. He is even pleased with our good works. People in the world are watching. They are curious about Christians and how we act. When we live in obedience to God's law, people can tell that there is something different and special about us. Our works are not done for selfish reasons, but out of thanks for Christ. They bring glory to God. In the verses right before our text, Jesus calls his followers blessed. We have received such wonderful blessings from Jesus. And now we, in turn, bless those around us. Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Our saltiness and our light come from Jesus. In him we are declared forgiven. In him you are free to obey God. Shine out into the world. Be the salt. Salt is white and pure. When we were baptized, we received Christ's white robe of righteousness. All our sins are washed away. Salt also prevents food from going bad quickly. As Christians, our lives of good works helps prevent the decay of the world around us. We lift up prayers for our leaders, the nation, and those in need. We also desire to care for the spiritual and physical needs of those around us. Christians are also like lamps. Just as a lamp cannot light itself, we cannot come to faith by ourselves. God brought us to faith. And our light is Jesus. The rays that shine out are the good works that we perform. 
we shine when we speak well of those around us. We shine when we love others as ourselves. We shine when we hold God's word as holy and gladly hear and learn it. We shine when we love and serve those around us, starting with those closest to us. We don't do these things to bring glory to ourselves. We shine to bring others to Christ. Our works are always pointing to him. It's his love that we share. We shine because God is working in us and through us. God keeps our lamp lit through a regular use of word and sacraments. Don't become salt that is no longer salty. Don't hide your light under a basket. When this happens, families fall apart. Churches suffer. Instead, come to church. Read your Bible at home. Receive Jesus' true body and blood in the Lord's Supper. It is here, in church, that God changes you. His word transforms you from the inside out. One of the biggest spiritual dangers that we face in America is apathy or indifference. More and more people don't care if they are the salt and light of the earth. Jesus is warning against that. Today, he tells us, be the salt, be the light. It isn't optional to shine. You either shine or you don't. You are either salt or not. On our own, we cannot do anything pleasing to God. But in Christ, we now have a new man who desires to live a life pleasing to God. It's only in Christ that our works are truly good. He fulfilled the law on our behalf. And even though we still have a sinful nature, he forgives us when we fail in living a life of faith. His righteousness is enough. He strengthens us through the word and sacraments to avoid sin. Trust in him. His wonderful forgiveness is yours. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, don't be afraid to live out your life of faith. We believe and then act. We are blessed, and then we bless. Be the salt and light of the earth. The temptation we face is to either become apathetic and not to care, or to blindly think that we can carry out the law perfectly. But remember that Jesus fulfilled the law in your place. He is the Holy One. Cling on to Him. Through faith in Him, you have His holiness. And you can't help but to shine out into the world. Because you have faith in Jesus, you do good works. They are important to God. And to him, they bring the glory. Amen.